Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, it's Gabby here from Confidence After Cancer. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It really means a lot to me and I hope this finds you well. So confidence after cancer, obviously I am reaching out to people who have been in a similar situation to myself, who have come to the end of their cancer treatment and found it to be a time that was very difficult and a time maybe they felt alone. But more and more, the topics that I'm talking about, I realise apply to a lot of people whether they've had a diagnosis or not maybe a lot of people who are midlife are facing a lot of the same issues and so I'm here for anybody who wants to reach out to me please get in touch if you think I can help you love to hear from you this week's topic is all about overwhelm and it's something that I hear so often more and more people that I speak to are feeling overwhelmed just far too much to do it all seems too much So what can you do if you're feeling overwhelmed? And that's what I want to talk about today. How do you make those changes? Now, life after cancer treatment or life in midlife can be all about a time for reflection, thinking about what's working well in your life and maybe some changes that you want to make, thinking about how you're going to adjust. How do you adjust to your new life, your new phase in life going forward? How do you do that? And then how do you plan that change? And that's really what I'm here for, for people that want to reach out and talk to me, work with me. I'm here to help you through that process. But I just want to share some thoughts with you on this week's podcast about how you can go from feeling completely overwhelmed when you want to make some changes, but you're not quite sure what to do next. And I hope this helps you. When we're thinking about change, for me, I thought a lot about what I wanted less of in my life and what I wanted more of. And I've talked before about how I wanted less negativity. I wanted less to be around people who didn't make me feel very good. And a few things have come up in the last few days that have made me reflect on this is such a common problem, not just for me. You know, you might say, well, I can't really choose the people I'm around. But is that really true? And one of the podcasts that I listen to that I really enjoy is uh, Mel Robbins, uh, an American motivational speaker, if you like. And she said something the other day that I really resonated with. And she said, being around negative people is just like being around a wet dog. And what she was saying is, you know, if you've ever had a dog, we don't anymore. We used to have a dog. But if you take your dog out for a walk on a rainy day, your dog's going to love to find a muddy puddle. They're going to find some smelly water or they're going to find some fox poo. I'm going to find something disgusting, really, to roll around in. They love it. They love rolling around in that. They'll run off. They'll roll around in whatever it is. And they'll come back to you very excited, very happy. And what do they do when they come back to you? They shake it all over you. And so 
what Mel was saying was, negativity is like a wet dog shaking their stuff all over you. You can't help but be affected by it as much as you think, well, I'm going to keep it a distance. People's energy, it, it touches on your energy. I'm really into energy. I know I'm really into Reiki. I'm into Feng Shui which are all modalities, if you like, that are all about energy and how you can control the energy around you and within you. And so being around negative people, as much as you think, well, it doesn't really affect me too much. I'm just going to ignore them. It does have an impact. You know, we hear more and more about toxic work environments. And I know when I was younger, in many years ago, when I started my work career, and there were certain people who had toxic behaviours, maybe bullying or just weren't very nice people to be around. And back in the day, it was more of a case of, well, if you wanted to get on in work or in life, you had to just accept that. Put your big girl pants on was one of the expressions or man up and deal with it. Not very helpful at all. I think things are changing slowly in the work environment where these behaviours are not tolerated anymore, but it still goes on. And so work can be a place where you see some toxic behaviours. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's a reality for some people. Another lady that I've been working with this week, I'm not going to break any confidences, has got a very toxic family environment and she felt very guilty about the fact she knows the time she's spending with her family is not good for her. It's not good for her mental health. She is giving and giving and giving and getting nothing back from these people around her. In fact, quite the opposite. They're taking and draining a lot of her energy. And what can she do? She's feeling guilty if she doesn't spend time with them. But if she does spend time with them, she's feeling awful. This might sound quite harsh and very clinical and easy for me to say, but we all have choices. And it's choosing their feelings, the people that are making you feel this way. Although I would counter that with saying nobody can really make you feel anything. It's how you respond, how you're choosing to respond. And again, if you're working with a coach or a counsellor, they can help you unpack that. Some of those behaviours that may become bad habits now that somebody pushes your buttons. And, and it's very true in families. Somebody pushes your buttons and straight away you revert to being the teenage child or revert to being the sulky teenager or the, the daughter who's a bad one, whatever it is. But what I would say to you is to remember that you always have a choice of how you respond. And sometimes taking that step back and as I said before reflecting on things that have happened deciding how you want to adjust and deciding how you want to change can be such a powerful thing to do. A few years ago I went on a um, leadership course at work it was a professional course and I was with other senior managers and it was about stress management I think this session and the, the guy that was running the course was very good And he said, I want you all to just uh, write a list of all the things that you've got on your to-do list. If you're feeling overwhelmed, what quite often is a good thing to do is just get it out there, get it on a piece of paper and write a to-do list. So me being an overachiever, I scribbled away for a couple of minutes and filled a side of A4. I probably filled two sides of A4 paper. And, you know, I had this huge big list and uh, the people around me, they all had huge lists as well. It was maybe a little bit competitive. Yeah, we've got all very important people and we've all got this stuff that we need to do. And then the tutor sort of looked at us and said, "Okay, so you've got these things that you have on your to do list. But how many of them have you got to do? And the penny sort of dropped then because he said the only thing you have to do that you really, really have to do is breathe. Everything else is a choice. 
And that was a big aha moment for me because I thought, yeah, I'm choosing the job that I'm in. I'm choosing to live this busy life that I was living, but it's a choice. Sometimes we do things and we think, I've got no choice. And I get that if maybe you've got, a, a, say, for instance, a sick child that you've got to deal with. But for a lot of us in midlife or a lot of us that have come through cancer treatment, have come to the end, we might have a little bit of space now to do some reflection, to do some adjustment and to make some changes. And so I would ask you, what do you want to change? So going back to this feeling of overwhelm, which I hear all the time, and I've been there myself. I've been in places and I've been in times in my life when I felt completely overwhelmed with what I thought I had to do or I had to deal with. And so I've got some tips for you here that I hope are useful, things that have worked for me, because this really is your opportunity. You're listening to this now. You're taking this time out to think about what do you want to change? You've got that choice. Remember, you've always got choices, okay? So the first thing I'd say is if you're dealing with overwhelm is to focus on what you can control. There are some things maybe in your life that you can't control. Maybe you can't control other people's behaviour. Maybe you can't control an illness that you've got. Some things you can't control, but there's so much that you can control. I remember the guy said to me, the only thing you've got to do is breathe. And I was so, so busy with all these things that I thought I had to do. And I didn't really. I was choosing to do them. So once you take that step back and be quite objective about it, try and take the emotion out of it and think about what can I control and what can I not control? Because once you start looking at the things that you can control, you've got choices. How do you respond with that? How do you deal with it? The next tip I would give you is to make some time for you. And that might sound counterintuitive. You're thinking, well, I'm so busy. I've got no time. What is she talking about? This is the whole problem. I'm overwhelmed. I've got no time. But actually, sometimes just taking that step back is just what you need. Some space to actually get your thoughts together. And again, I've heard before when I've been in training courses, an expression called sharpen the saw. And that is uh, relating to a story about two wood uh, cutters in the forest both given a task to chop down as many trees as they could within the hour. And one of the guys just set off with his saw, started chopping down trees like an absolute lunatic and ran out of steam halfway through. The other guy spent 10 minutes not doing any chopping down of trees. He was sharpening his saw. And so when he set off at a steady pace, he was much more effective. He was in control. He was able to double his work rate. And that might be a strange um, analogy. You might think, well, what the hell's that? A woodcutter got to do with me. But it's all about, you know, sharpening your saw. And what does that mean? It might mean getting yourself more organised. It might mean getting rid of some commitments that you've got in your life that you don't really want to do. Decluttering your, your workspace. It could mean decluttering your wardrobe. Whatever it is that would allow you to have more focus and more time for you focusing on the things that you want to focus on. Focusing in what you can control. The other tip I would give you is to do what you enjoy. So you've got this busy to-do list, you've got this busy life, but are you spending time on things that you really enjoy? Because, you know, my love, this is not a rehearsal. We're only here for a short time, not the long time, as the Irish say. So if you're not enjoying your life, there's something has to change, I would say to you. Again, you've got choices, you can choose not to. But who wants to choose to be miserable? Who wants to choose not to enjoy as much as they can out of their life? 
I'd invite you to think about that. Really give yourself the gift of just 10 minutes just thinking about this. Well, what could I do that I really enjoy that I'm not doing at the moment? If you're completely overwhelmed, what you may need is a short period of intense self-care. And some people don't like that expression. They think, oh, it's a bit cheesy. But I'd invite you to think about when did you last do something just for yourself? I know sometimes couples are going through bad times and one of the things that um, quite often comes up is, oh, have a date night. Go out on a date night and get to know each other again. But when was the last time that you had a date with yourself? When was the last time that you did something just for you? You can call it a play date if you like. But just for you, doing something that you'd really enjoy. And I've spoken to a few people that have done this. One lady said, well, I love photography, but I've not done it for years. Okay, how would that feel in the next week if you just went off for an hour by yourself, left the children with a minder and just went and did some photography? She said, oh, that'd be amazing. I've not done it for years. So a date with yourself can be sometimes just something that you need to re-energise yourself to focus again, just clear your mind of all the nonsense that we all carry around with us and just think about yourself and what you like to do. How would that feel? Another top tip I'm going to give you is learn to say no. We're all guilty of it and I'm a reformed people pleaser. I used to like to say yes to everything. I wanted people to like me. I wanted to be a helpful person. I wanted to be a nice girl. And so I found it very difficult to say no to people. But now if I'm asked to do something I don't always do it, but I know I feel better when I just take a minute, take that step back and think, is this really something that I want to do? Is it something that I'm able to do without causing myself pain? Well, actually, sometimes I'm going to have to say no. And that's difficult at first. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. The more you realise if you're a people pleaser, as I was, you are people. You can please yourself. You, it's not selfish. It's self-care self-preservation and that's what we all need sometimes and the last tip i'd give you for overwhelm if you're completely wiped out with overwhelm is make your sleep a priority and again that might sound counterintuitive if you're feeling like i'm far too busy i've got far too much to do and now she's telling me i need to take an hour out for myself and now i need to sleep more but actually you need to replenish your energy nobody can run on empty without having impact on their health and we all know you know and I know if you haven't got your health you haven't got anything and so let's do what we can to keep ourselves healthy I hope these tips on overwhelm have helped you please get in touch with me I'm here for you Uh, you can reach out to me social media I'm on Instagram Gabby Motti my website is confidenceaftercancer.co.uk you can find me in these places Um, hopefully in the show notes you'll be able to see where you can get in touch with me I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to know if this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Have an absolutely wonderful week. Take care, my love, and I'll speak to you soon.